For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Colossians chapter 3, verse 3. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would give me grace to proclaim truly and rightfully the glorious message of the resurrection of your Son this morning, and that you would build us up in faith, knowledge, and love. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Jesus is alive. Jesus is risen. Christ is risen. Right now, he is in heaven, in his resurrected human body that he has inhabited for these last I never can remember the exact math, 1,970-something years since he rose again on this day in the year 30. He died on a Friday. He was raised on a Sunday. And now, as a result of this Easter day, 1,900 and however many years ago, heaven's doors are now open. There is now the invitation to participate in eternal life, being forgiven, being ransomed, being reconciled, being brought into his own life in heaven. And it is God's will, it says in Scripture, that everyone should be saved. He calls us, we who were languishing in our sins, who were doomed for death as a finality, he calls us to receive his salvation. And there are two ordinary means the Lord uses to call people unto salvation. Welcome, friends. Somebody telling you the gospel. If somebody has told you the gospel, you have been called to salvation. The other way is to be born into a Christian family. What providence of God that he would create this little life inside the womb of, its, of his or her mother um, and create a soul born into a Christian family so that from their earliest days they can be raised in the knowledge and the worship of the true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's the case for Claire and Sarah and Samuel Beebe. Their parents have lately joined the congregation, and now they will be joining the whole Church of God as well as this congregation. The kids, the parents already belong to the Church of God. In both cases, whether someone tells you the gospel or you're born into a Christian family, God's given us two hands to receive salvation, faith and baptism. And with a two-handed grip, we hold on to our life in Christ together. The Bible seems to present the case, I shouldn't say seems, I feel, even though other Christians may disagree, I'm fully convinced in the Lord that the Bible presents that it doesn't matter which order those come in. For an adult, you have to believe first. No one's going to force you to be baptized. But for a child, you get baptized, and when you grow up, you come to faith. And when you've laid claim to salvation with both hands, eternal life is yours. In baptism, we heard Romans 6 last night, we heard that in baptism we are united to Christ in his death, which means we have died. And so Colossians 3 is stemming from this truth. When it says, you have died, it's a reference to your baptism. You have been united to Christ in his death, which means your old life, the life that was downstream from the old Adam and his sins, inclined away from God, has been crucified with Christ. As real a death as Christ's own death on the cross. And a new life begins. So I'm saying this because I think we can be sometimes tempted to think of baptism as like this add-on 
almost like a haircut or a college degree, like, well, it's just something that's like supplementing your otherwise life. That is not what baptism is. It is a cosmic new creation. Scripture calls it the new birth, the regeneration. It's a total new start. So what we are about to witness with these three children, Claire and Sarah and Samuel, what we witnessed last night gloriously with Amos, and which we should remind, recall to our own minds, our own baptisms, it's actually even more wonderful than our natural birth. And natural birth is quite a wonder, right? For those of you who've had the privilege to be there in the room, like, a new life is here. Uh, those of you who know me will be unsurprised to learn that I we, we wept like a baby. You couldn't stop for hours. It's so powerful. But natural birth begins a life that will last plus or minus 80 years. Second birth, spiritual birth, in the waters of baptism, starts a life that will go on forever. Not just 80 years, but eternity. Eternal life. All the baptized are, since the day of the baptism, new creatures, which in a way then makes us foreigners to this mortal life, this cosmos of decay and entropy. This no longer is our homeland, right? We're foreigners here now. Our homeland is in heaven. Our citizenship is in heaven. And we are not individuated sort of particles of this new creation. We're actually together, united under our one head Jesus, one singular new creation. You are new creation, is what the scripture says. Because while we live our unique lives, we are gathered together in Christ. And that's the second meaning of this verse in Colossians. Your life is now hidden with Christ. Hidden in a double sense. One, because your homeland is now an invisible place right now. You can't see it with your eyes, but you will see it in the future. But hidden too, because a, a security camera doesn't notice who is baptized and who isn't. Right? Hopefully the fruit of faith and the fruit bears forth good works. And so in relationship, the baptized reveal themselves. But fundamentally, it's still an invisible, a hidden reality. Indeed, our bodies still get sick. They still, they, these bodies will still decay and die. Our immortality is hidden with Christ in God. Hidden with Christ in God. We have in that two hidden with Christ in five word sentence phrase, the theology of the ascension, right? Our life, we are grafted into Christ and Christ ascended up into the Godhead where he has existed, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit before all ages. And our life is hid with Christ in God. Our life is hid with Christ in God. And our new life now is tethered to him in heaven. Our new life is more real than this life that is perishing and falling away. Because you are not going to perish. You're going to live forever. Forever. That every day's choices and consequences to turn from sin, to turn to Christ, to trust in him, to ask for grace, to love your neighbor, often the hardest, your nearest neighbor is your family, as we all gather at the Easter table and old conflicts are remembered. None of those decisions is a passing decision. It is a decision that will bear fruit for eternity and our new life in him. You have already died. You've already died. And your life is hidden with Christ in God. Amen.